Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar, the sp- the beer of rugby league. I was going to say the sport of beer. That would have been a fucking shocker. Just a reminder too, bloke in a bar, bloke jerseys coming out Monday, 6pm. These are unreal. Rugby league V, they are sensational. Wore one on Monday. Even fits the front rowers, so worth getting your paws on one of them. Join once again, Timmy Williams from the Supercoach Playbook. What's doing? Yeah, tell you what, mate, if there was a sport of beer, I'd back myself to do a bit of damage. <laughs> I'd be better than I would be a footballer. So, mate, uh, going all right, good to be back for another week. Mate, pretty good week for us. Yeah, there's a lot of good weeks for us at the moment. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. It feels it feels a little bit surreal, but uh, another good week for us. Yeah, it could be a tough listen this week, I reckon, with uh, a bit of pep in the step. Mate, even fucking Maddie did well. Yeah. Everyone's doing well. It's unbelievable. We welcome Maddie, the water boy. What's doing? What's going on, boys? Big news. I've uh, I'm inside the top thirty thousand. Good God. So I've, I'm, I'm on top of the world right now. He's making waves. I love <laughs> it. Um, myself and Timmy. Timmy top scored out of us. Actually, did you beat Timmy, Maddie? No, 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 no okay. not, that, not that good. You <laughs> wouldn't have been that far off, to be fair. I think you beat me, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I scored 1,222, was happy with that. Rank went up about 300 spots, so I'm 598. Timmy, sitting in the top 1,000 as well? Yeah, into 803, 12, I think 83 or so I was last week, which is good. So making a, a bit of a dive there and within touching distance of that, that sort of top top 10, top 100 that we want to be aiming for, top one, I suppose, most weeks. But um, yeah, getting there, mate, and pretty well placed heading into edging towards the origin period, which we'll get to a bit more later on. Mate, I was confident one of us was going to be in the top 1,000 this year for two of us <laughs> to be there. I'm fucking stoked, just quietly. Matty, rank, score, what's doing? You got me, Guru. You got me by eight points. I got 12, 14. Uh, Love that. Which I was, which I was happy with, and yeah, I'm ranked 28,982. So that's Mark getting better every week, mate. You're making more ground than we are each week. To be fair, I fucking hope so. I know you're you're a self-confessed draft expert. You're you're a self-confessed uh, soon-to-be classic expert. Mm. At what point and what rank, I suppose, do you officially convert and and become a an official classic expert? Mate, believe it or not, my draft team is actually still doing better than my classic team. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm a real pain in the ass to be around this time of the year. But yeah, my mates that are very keen on their classic, I'm um, sure they're sick of me carrying on like a tit. But mate, I'm happy. I, I said to you before, I haven't made a stack of trades. I've saved a few, which I, I know you have as well. And we're both sitting with a good rank. Mm. So, mate, all looking very positive. Speaking of positive... Now, the beers and break-evens group on Supercoach is going absolute fucking millions. Myself and Tim, we're doing very well, um, and we're just inside the top 100. I think I'm 73. I think you're like mid-80s or something. 
We've actually got four of the top 10 overall Supercoach players right now in our group, which is crazy. We've got five, six, seven, and eight. And as it stands, we've got 12 players that are in the top 100. Bloody good going that. We must, be doing, we must be doing something we right. We must be doing like, something yeah. right. Our rank's improving Surely. every week. The 10, the, the 10 big dogs, we've got four of them. So almost 50% of them. So very, very happy with that. As it stands right now, Grant is the overall leader of our group. His team is the Pretenders. They're fifth overall in Supercoach. So well and truly in the hunt to take home 50K, 52K potentially. Uh, the Dark Knights is second. Glenn, he's coming sixth in our group. Sorry, he's coming second in our group, sixth overall. Team Hoppo has been floating around the last few weeks. Luke, he's third in our group, seventh overall. Uh, the Bearded Clams, Alex. <laughs> not bad there. He's uh, Alex is sitting fourth in our group and is eighth overall. And then fifth in our group is Lachlan. He's sitting 51 overall. And then I've got to mention him uh, in sixth place in our group, Porch Lights. He's been in the top five all week. So uh, there'll be a bit of head noise for him this week, dropping to six, but still doing very well there, 52nd overall. And... Timmy, you won't fucking believe it. The highest score in the beers and break-evens this week was from Nick. He scored 1,396. He also topped the entire Supercoach this week. Jesus if we're not Christ. doing something right, I'll give it away. Nick, a bit of cash Isla in his pocket this week for that. A grand, I think it might be. So, Thousand, is it? Yeah, so not bad from him. Good start. Reach out, Nick. Reach out. We <laughs> are thirsty. All right, let's move to... The team list that have dropped this afternoon, there's a bit happening. Friday, we've got the Canberra Raiders taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs. Chance Eagle Clockstart returns at fullback. Thank God. Croker returns in the centres and Matty Frawley in the six. Uh, we've got Josh Jackson returning and Max King returns to the bench for the Canterbury Bulldogs. See what, my Max King alert was going insane halfway through last week. A little bit disappointing, let's be honest here. Got his start, didn't up his minutes uh, that well. I mean, played, I think, 42 it was. It was actually down from the week before, I believe. He was 44 minutes. So he's still punching out his good PPM, but not getting sort of the bigger minutes we'd hoped for. Uh, shout out to Jared Croker, one of the greats uh, of rugby league. He's an SC playbook contributor for us, done plenty for us the last couple of years. Actually played Supercoach the last couple of years and did pretty well for himself. So, mate, I couldn't be happy to see him get back into first grade. I think he's got another eight or nine games to get to game 300. So, would love to see him uh, get there before the end of the season. And uh, in good form, as per usual. That's actually the first Friday game. I'll do the Thursday game now. <laughs> We've got the Rabbitohs taking on the Broncos. Matty, I'm surprised you didn't pull me up there just quietly. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I just I thought you would have been all over me. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah Tass, he has been named at centre. We're going to talk about him in our cheapy section a little bit later. Very, very interesting. Payne Haas is out. You've got two very smug fuckers sitting on the mm. uh, sitting up here that don't have Payne Haas. So another little W for us. I thought you just disregarded the most. <laughs> probably traded in play this week in Supercoach and probably the most traded out. Um, mate, very smug about that one. It's, you know, you don't like to see people go down injured or beat. It's a, it's a grade one AC joint, so nothing too serious. But with Origin looming, those owners of Payne Haas have a big decision to make. And for the first time this season, I can say I'm glad I'm not one of them because it's a, it's a shit decision to have. Oh, I'm stoked I'm not one of them. The late game on Friday, Penrith Panthers taking on the Eels. Opachik, he returns at centre. Uh, Dill Brown moves into the sixth jersey. Smart footy there by the coach. Brian Toto, he's been named on the extended bench. So we're going to have to keep an eye on what happens with him. Two questions. Does he come in? If he does, who does he come in for? What do you reckon? I think so, mate. I, I think he'll come back in. Um, this isn't based on any inside word, but they reckon he's back to full training and good to go. They reckon he was relatively close last week. So, I mean, pretty quick healer in the past, Brian Toto. 
you know, with how good their side's going, they won't need to rush him. In fact, they wouldn't. There's no need to put him in the squad. Um, you know, yep. if they weren't sort of semi confident that he was going to play, uh, if he comes in, mate. It's got to be Charlie Staines, doesn't it? If Talion May loses that spot on the left, I think Ty will come back in. I think he'll play right in place of Charlie Staines. So he's different edge to usual, and which will be just a win all round for super coaches. Is Brian Toto, if he moves to the right, is he, do you still consider him the same as what we would have at the start of the year? It'll be interesting, won't it? I mean, he started the year slow, but that mm. was also without Nathan Cleary for the first three or four rounds there. Um I mean, look, at his price, he should, I believe, have a pretty high break even because he was battling. He's already dropped in price. He's still 736k. There you go. That can't be right, sure. And, and to be fair, the first three weeks, yes, he was missing right. Cleary, mm. but we also thought everyone had slowed down a little bit. Yeah, so he only got the first two weeks in. So 736k, but his break even's 170. So, look, he's got some big price drops to come. We can have a look how he slots in on that right edge. He'll be fine, yep. but whether or not he's as effective, bagging as many tries, uh, you know, he... If he's back this week, he probably plays Origin as well. So I just I don't think we need to jump the gun and get him in. There are some other good buys on the radar. And Toto, as good as he'd be now, he looks like one for round 14. Mate, let's move to Super Saturday. The first game is the Manly Seagulls and the West Tigers. Uh, a heap of, heap of relevant names here for the for the Manly Seagulls. Turbo, handy fullback, returns to this side. Ola Kawatu, back from suspension. And a little bit of a surprising one here. Burbo, named at centre. Uh, I know a lot of people would have been carrying him on the pine. The last few weeks, he'll be an interesting one pending when the other boys are coming back. Josh Elliott, not as relevant, but a big in for the Manly Seagulls there. Uh, we'll talk about Turbo a little bit later for the Tigers. Leilua out, Seafarth in. So if you are a Leilua owner, that one is a stinger. Let's move to the Roosters, Titans. Daniel Tupu returns, the Guam are out, Fafita out. Uh, we're going to touch on him a little bit later, but... Uh Bit of a stinger there. Yeah, just before we get to that, can we touch back on Manly and your notes and Ola Katowtow in that one? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Didn't need that. Under the bus. <laughs> Mate, um, uh, Dave Fafita, yeah. Look, I am at... What a ride it's been with him. He went... He'd sort of been off to start the season, was producing some pretty ordinary scores, and then went ton-ton. People were scrambling to get him back in. Uh, and then he punched out about a 40 and a 20 the last two weeks. So now all of a sudden... Uh, was it an MCL he did, I think, about so three to four weeks, origin looming. He's a sell. The good thing is he's still got decent value on him at over 700K. So he's not one of them ones where he's had some average weeks, dropping a heap in price. We've still got value, uh, and there's heaps of options to go to. Glad you didn't point out my attempt at spelling alloy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Roosters taking on the Titans. Tupu back. Naguama out for feeder out, as we said. Cowboys and the Knights. Cowboys 1 to 17. Uh, Drinky still staying at fullback. We're going to talk about him later as a little pod move. Uh, Newcastle. A lot of changes here, but Oof. if any of these impact your super coach team, I feel for you. It's a heap of changes, but just nothing doing. So we're going to leave it there. You can Sucks. have a look at that yourself. There's some bloke out there who owns Leo Thompson. <laughs> And see him starting at lock. They're going, you beauty. I've been biding my time with Big Leo. And <laughs> Good God. Mate, Sunday, uh, the Melbourne Storm take on the Dragons. Storm, pretty much the same. Dragons, Jack Bird has been named once again in the six. Amone in the 14. Surprised me. Uh, Sharks, Warriors. Sharkies, Dale Finucane returns. Cam McInnes benched. We spoke about it last week. A lot of mouths to feed with Cam McInnes. I don't think I can do it personally. Can't do him off the bench. <laughs> Look, it still wouldn't shock me to see him start um, with Dale going to prop and McInnes starting at lock. I still think that's probably the best makeup for their side. You know, we speak on and on again about how how important your agile forwards are these days, and there's still there's plenty of big boys in that pack. So I just think um, 
you know, Dale can do the same role at prop. They can get a ball-playing lock-in in Cam McGuinness. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him start this week. If he does, he becomes a serious option because of Chris Randall, who's peaking in price at the mm. moment. He's a bit over 400k uh, and you know, ha- probably has to be moved on before round 13. McInnes could be a serious option there should that eventuate. And just the other one I wanted to touch on on team news before we move on, Billy Smith finally mm. from the abyss on the extended bench, uh, which... You know, wouldn't seem that big a news, but there are still a lot who held out there. And the fact that the Roosters play around 13 and offers that buy coverage, you know, if he wasn't named, it'd just be a no-brainer down to one of these cheap CT dubs like Tass this week. It's a bit of food for thought if he does come into the side this week. I'm just thinking about their team. Does he definitely play around 13? Who will they... Well, Teddy will go go out. Joey Manu, I would say, would go to fullback. Uh, Daniel Tupu would probably need an injury to be playing Origin or yeah. two. Um, so, no, not definitely. But at It'd the same... Be between him and Kevin Billy. Yeah, Ke- Kevin it? Billy, I'd say, because yeah. one will slide into the wing there. But at the same time, mate, poor Momorowski hasn't set the world alight. Like, mm. a lot can change between now and then. And, you'd, you know, if I was a, if a betting man, and I am, I'd say he probably would be there somewhere. Yeah. But, you know, you're guessing. Yeah, very handy for 13, though. Even worth taking the punts, I think, mm. to have an extra guy there. Mate, um, you mentioned it a few times, State of Origin, just around the corner. Uh, we need to start, you know, we, we mentioned this two or three weeks ago that you need to start considering it, but if you haven't, you seriously need to now. What are your strategies heading into the Origin period? Yeah, mate, uh, so there's there's so many different levels and tiers you can go into when it goes into Origin chat and buy planning and, and pretty well from now through until round 13, which is that first major buy round, uh, we'll touch on different aspects. A few things to start looking at. Uh, firstly, the fact that the two major buy rounds are round 13 and round 17. Head-to-head players can pretty well not change their strategy. Um, look at saving trades for the head-to-head finals back end of the season. Overall, players need to be looking at that very closely right now and be going, how do I maximise players on field in that period without decimating the strength of my team? Um, So I said, round 13, round 17. uh, I mean, when we're getting into the deep dive of things, you have to look at then who plays the Friday after Origin 1 and Origin 3. Because then you're looking at guys who who might get early rests, who, who might, you know, come off the bench. They might not play that week. I've had a look at it. It's not too um, too terrifying for Supercoach owners. It's the Cowboys versus the Dragons on Friday night after round... That's in round 14. Players, this could impact pretty well origin-wise. Maybe Ruben Cotter if he gets a start for the Maroons. Maybe Val Holmes, but he's not that Supercoach relevant. Round 18, Cowboys-Sharks. So same guys and then Sharks, you know, maybe a Mully Talos, Hines, Talakai's, should they happen to get a start somewhere. Basically, though... It's not too much to worry about. Last year, I think it was Manly who, who played the game straight after in both of those weeks, and you're going, chaos. Yeah, yeah, chaos. DCEs, Tommy Turbo's route. I'm not Ruben Garrix, but anyway, not too much of a drama. Um, he- heaps to look into with it all anyway. And, and look, I won't go on for too long, but it's just got to, it, it should help you with your decision making process this far out. So you look at the teams that are playing that round 13. And when you're deciding on your, your cheapies this week, which we'll get to in a minute, but guys like Isaiah Tass, uh, Joseph Suwali, Coolers, uh, there's a few others there. If you're 50-50 between them and you don't know how to split them, you go, all right, well, let's see who's playing round 13, in which case it might be a, a Suwali, it might be a Cooler, and Tass might not be. So that might lean you in your favour. So it's a real good um, sort of decision maker for you to help out. And the other big one is looking at, 
blokes to hold and sell. So there are guys now that I, you know, I own a few of them, you know, others own a lot of them, that you'd be going, they're underperforming, let's get rid of them. But then you go, well, how bad are they going? And they're playing round 13. And the ones that come to mind here are Adam Fanua Blake, Tommy Starling. You know, they're not hurting your team at all. You know, they might not be helping it much, but for, to have an extra gun or semi-gun in round 13, that's where you go, maybe I'll hold on to them. If they mm. weren't playing round 13, you go, see you later. God, you get there's all that? a lot to weigh up. Did you get all it? that, mate? Oh, mate, I've, I, no, normally my season's done and dusted by this point, so I don't know what <laughs> to worry about this sort of stuff, but it is a lot to take in. The SC Playbook Podcast has teamed up with proud sponsors Pat and George from Mortgage Choice Sutherland, Cronulla and Wollongong this season. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial and car loans. So whether you're a local or living interstate and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase the last rate for your refinance, give them a call on 9521-1611 today and mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session. Mate, you mentioned a few times there, Origin. Uh, it's not far away. We've just seen Tommy Turbo. Uh, he has been named this afternoon 969k. Um, personally, uh, I just think with you know he's got the Melbourne Storm coming up. Whether he plays that or not it remains to be seen with Origin and whatnot. I assume he won't actually. Um, I, I just don't. Think you assume I he can. won't play that. Th- that's Storm the week game. of Origin, isn't it? Will he be in? in that's the, the week squadron? before week the Melbourne before, one. They okay. play the Warriors round thirteen. So there's so. a tough matchup. Yeah. Oh, I, I personally don't think I can do it. I think I'm going to wait till post-origin. Um, he's no stranger to an injury. <laughs> Fingers crossed we don't see it again for origin, for supercoach, for everything. But I don't know. Just I, I think there's a lot of potential upside to get out of a move to turbo early. Fuck, it's a lot. It's a gamble. Mm, yeah, look, I, I can't do it either. Um, I can see why people would be tempted, particularly people that are battling away a little bit and aren't doing as well as maybe they'd anticipated. They'd be sitting there getting itchy feet going, I need to make a big play here. And there's no bigger play than getting in Tommy Turbo. But realistically, you weigh up a few factors. Uh, the first one being that he's only averaging 64 points. So he played four games to start the year. Um, granted against, you know, he opened the year with Penrith and the Roosters, but he put 66 on the Bulldogs, 87 on the Raiders, 162 break-even. So should be dropping decent money. Uh, Tigers this week, I just want to see him get through, as you said, injury-free. If he comes out and puts 150 on the Tigers, which he absolutely could do, mm. I will be considering him, particularly with a game against the Broncos at Suncorp. Great service for Supercoach scoring. But then, mate, Eels into the storm. You're just sitting there going, that where he'll miss Origin. Does he get a rest after those round 13s and round 17s of Origin? There's every chance. Um, it's just a, a lot of risk for... I mean, there's a lot of reward, isn't there? There's a heap of reward. <laughs> there's a heap yeah. of reward. But, but then you look at so my halves after halves and fullback this week are going to be Cleary and Hines at halfback and then at fullback Tedesco and Pappenhausen. Teddy, who's just hit his straps again after a lean sort of period. I don't want to trade any of them out. So, you know, I, I, I just think you've got to wait. It's an interesting one because if the Tigers were still the same team they were four mm. weeks ago, like I'd be a lot more interested in them, but seeing how they've gone the last few weeks, we know that Jackson Hastings has been leading that team around. Do you reckon he'll be excited to return to Brookvale Oval or what? 
Christ, man. I hope they go, they go uh, <laughs> they're nice to the vet, poor it's fella. It's going to be a but, very yeah. interesting game, and I, I think he's going to be up for it, which I think the Tigers will be up for it yep. just quietly. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to sit behind the lounge and watch Turbo this week. Mate, replacing Fafita, we spoke about him out this week, three to four weeks, Gornski. Uh, Origin not far away, another guy that will impact him during the, probably not game one, but I assume he'll play there at some point during the series. Uh, you're a Fafita owner. What are you doing? I'm a feeder owner. At this stage, I will be holding for one week uh, purely on the basis of I have other things to sort out and I can't go straight to Isaiah Papali'i, who is realistically probably the, the number one trading target for him. It makes a fair bit of sense there. Cam Murray, I think I was like maybe two or three K off using a trade boost to do him as my third trade for the week. Um, so I still have a bit of a tinker, but... I think they sort of ride themselves straight in as one and two, Papali'i and Cam Murray. Uh, Cam Murray has played big minutes all season. He has origin coming up. He'll miss games throughout there. Every chance of getting a rest at some point, if not limited minutes throughout that period. So I do have my reservations over him, whereas at least with IPAP, and when we talk about back to, to looking around that origin period, if you find Kiwis or Poms or any of these guys who are no chance of being affected or just guys who are no chance at playing Origin, they just become so much more valuable because they don't have these rests and sit-outs. In fact, if they're playing in teams where they have teammates who might sit out or play less minutes, they might play bigger minutes. Yeah. So IPAP plays that round 17 and he just looks a terrific buyer. So despite being about 70k more, IPAP probably looks the better of the options. Uh, if we're looking at the cheaper brackets, Keon Kloamatangi is averaging 70 this year, going good. But again, on the, the cusp of origin, you know, wouldn't shock to see him floating around there. Uh, Taumalolo is one that you probably want up in front row forward. He's going uh, berserk late, or berserk from what we've seen, 72, three-round average. Um, then you're going down to lower tiers, mate. Probably, I mean, another one who's... Hamole Olokowatu, I think we're both owners, have been pretty well all season. Yep. He's, only, he's only at 6% ownership, which amazes me, but... He's probably got to be nearly top of the pops. He's had a week off, so he'll be fresh. Tommy Turbo back. People say that Hamole goes maybe better without Tommy, but because he'll get a bit more ball. I don't know. I think Tommy just makes the whole team better and there's more tries and opportunities. Yeah, exactly. So I suppose my question to you is, do we see Hamole playing Origin? Because that'll weigh into the fact, because if not, he plays round 13. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I think... (sighs) Molly and Coleman. Like, I, I've already got Olaquato. I'm more than happy to stick mm. with him. Um, but I, I sort of think that because Freddie brought Coleman Tungy into the squad last year, mm. and he's a guy that you can probably... I, I'd be... I think he's more likely to be able to play middle and an edge sort of role, whereas Olaquato, I think he's more of just an edge yep. sort of guy. So, personally, I think Coleman Tungy will be in front of him. Uh, but I, I still do think there's a world where Freddie stays very loyal. To the guys He's a loyal man. Last year. That's the yeah. And I saw. I, I think it was Buzz Rothfield, the Mayo man, came out and said <laughs> the other day that there's going to be mass ten new guys or whatever. Please, I don't know if I'm buying it. I'm really not buying what he's selling. So I'm going to wait and see on that one. I'm more worried about Colin and Tungy. I, I, I'm yeah. not trying to buy him, but if I was, I'd be very worried about. And, it. and regardless, put it this way: I prefer Olakuatu as a super coach player anyway than Kaloa Matangi. Um, even if. Olaquatu was to make that Origin squad. I'm still happy to invest in him, yep. um, with the benefactor of if he doesn't, you've got an out and out gun who not only can you hold for the year but will play around 13 for you. So, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, if we're talking those the lesser tier back row options to replace Dave Fafida, then I think Olakuatu is your man. I don't mind the little stack to of Olakuatu and Kola on that right edge, but I guess for you, Colin Tungy and Campbell Graham would be pretty handy too. Oh, Campbell Graham, he's just so enjoyable to own. He's just yeah. rock solid. Like he, so I've been an owner for about three or so weeks now, and granted, he he got out of jail a little bit with. Uh, a late, I think it was try assist on the weekend, the one for Blake Taft. But but in good teams, that's going to happen. Exactly yeah. right, mate. His base on the weekend was 47. Um, for anyone sort of unfamiliar, I know we use this term a lot, but do feel the need. Base is, is your, your rock-solid points. So your tackles each week, your runs each week, and then I believe it, uh, it adds in your missed tackles as well. So for a bit of context, him going 47 and 43, he's got a base this season of 38. Base is a very important part of when you're assessing a supercoach player's credentials. The average outside back probably bases like early 20s. He's almost 40, Campbell Graham. So you're doubling the score without any attacking stats coming to you um, in one of the better attacking teams in the competition. So, yeah, so with him and Kloa Matangi linking up a little bit there. Mate, it's crazy. That 47, like, in my draft comp, you can't find front row forwards that have got base yeah. stats of 47 at the moment. That's... I might have to have a look at uh, Campbell Graham just quietly. He might have just convinced me. Uh, mate, cheapies. A few weeks ago, I was thinking, oh, there's not much doing. Now, I, I'm, I'm ch- I have to choose which ones I'm not going for. Mm. Uh, between Tass, Tamari Martin, we've seen Ben Travojevic name this week. There's a heap of guys to go into. I don't even know where to start. I'm just going <laughs> to hand the mic to you. Shoot. All good, mate. See what we can do here. Um, <laughs> it is, and it's... It's back to that. We've spoken a fair bit about it this year, but the the turning point of when you start targeting chasing points rather than cash generation. And up until this point, maybe give or take last week, it was all about chasing that cash, building your squad value, giving yourself that money to play and, and just get the guns in your team. We're at the point now where that tide's starting to turn and we can go, all right, you know, we've got a fair bit of money in your team. So all of a sudden, if it was three weeks ago, you'd be like, all right, you have to get Tass in. You know, you probably have to get Tamari Martin in as your two trades. You might even consider boosting and getting cooler into your team as well. I, this week, because I want Nico Hines so bad and I need him, I'm going, well, I'm actually trading out Blake Taff, who has plenty more money to be made mm. because of that uh, late try that he scored from Campbell Graham. Cutting, cutting ties there, getting Nico Hines in, chasing the points over the cash. And then with my other trade, I'll be, I'll be getting in some, some cash there, some of the, one of them cheaper guys. But as my centre wing stands, I've got Staggs, Graham, Talon May, Xavier Coates, and then my three reserves are Suwali, Kool and Vaelia. So I'm like, the three reserves themselves are playing around 13. Yeah. Uh, they've all got a lot more money to be made, all things going to plan. Um, I'm like, I don't want to trade any of them. So I'm sitting there going, geez, I want Tass. He's going to make some decent coin, but there's job security issues. He doesn't play around 13. Uh, by not going him, I could cost myself anywhere from 100 grand to, you know, 300 grand if he scores a lot of tries in the next month or so. Um, but, you know, you can't have everyone, can you? So, uh, and I'll get your thoughts on where you rank these blokes in terms of your job securities and buys and prices and whatnot. But... Um, you throw Tupelotu in there as well from Manly, who's got a break-even of neg 44 or something. All of a sudden, Morgan Harper's dropped. Jason Saab's out for a month. Um, Brad Parker's gone long-term. So the job security of these guys is outstanding. So how do you narrow it down to the best buyers, mate? And as I said, you could make a case for a lot of them. Where do you sit on these guys? And are you looking at getting any in this week? Uh, the Manly fella, I don't know if I can trust he's going to be there. 
in a couple of weeks. In saying that, I think Ben Trevojevic goes before he does. Mm, for sure. So, uh, mate, to be honest, I, I probably need to have a closer look at these CTWs. I'm sort of planning on making one trade. I think Tass, I'm going to let him go this week. If he goes big this week, I think I might bite that I've lost the first one and then make it happen. I think I think he had a 37 or something as his first score. He scored the week before, so not a bad score, but that'll come out of his rolling average. Though. So if he goes well this week, I think I might bite the bullet on him. I'm actually looking at, you mentioned him there, um, Valia. I fuck, scored a try on the weekend. It's still a very mm. average score. For me, I'm looking at him going, I think he's going to be a headache over the yeah. next few weeks. So I also wouldn't mind moving him to one of these other guys. Um, yeah. Oh, you own him and you can see I own him, yeah. Well, I'm just looking at him. Like, oh, I, I know he's going to make a bit of money, but... Yeah. Mate, I just I, – I don't see this Warriors – like, respectfully, the Warriors, I think they were very lucky they played the Raiders last week. Yeah. Like, let, let's be perfectly honest here. I just don't see them scoring too many points. I think he's a great player. I spoke about him in preseason. I think he's still very raw. They've got a heap of young outside backs that are on that bet, that extended too. So, uh, I'm not – at the moment, I wasn't going to trade any of them in this week. Uh, but Tass, if he goes big this week, I think he'll be the guy that I move to next week. Yeah, and what about a bloke who I've – as it stands, brought into my team, and that is Tamari Martin, who we've spoken a little bit about in recent weeks. Dual 5'8", fullback, 205k. Um, he, he fits my team, and he'll fit a lot of teams because Lachlan Ilias has peaked. So for me, for, for any teams in a similar position to myself where you're struggling to find ways to get these guys in at CT Dub, he looks a pretty good option going Ilias straight down to him. Yeah, and I'm tossing up this week. This is going to be my one trade I'm going to make whether or not I go Ilias to him or if I go for a bit of a pod play, I'm thinking drink water. Yeah, well, drinky. I've got a heap, I've, I've got a heap of money sitting there. Drinky plays round 13. Uh, he's averaging 88 at the moment. I think he's still got a really good break even. So he's got some tough games coming up, but he's playing Newcastle this week. I think he can go 100 plus there, which means it'll have 113 and 100 this weekend and he's rolling average for a few weeks. So I'm sort of, to have him round 13, I'm kind of happy to swallow that. I think it's a Penrith and a Melbourne Storm game. I'm pretty, aren't they? I thought the Cows were playing the Cessnock go as this weekend, mate. Yeah, they're playing th- them this week. So I think you'll score big. Then I think the two weeks after that, they've got a hard draw. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> no, I'm, no, of, I'm with you, mate. Um, you lost me there. Yeah, I know anyway, I did. Proceed. I got, I got to laugh. I got to laugh from Maddie. So I got to laugh from Maddie. So that's all I care about. Watch your jokes. But yeah, I'm deciding whether I go tomorrow, Martin, and try and just grab that money. But I, I, I sort of feel like I've done really well with my money so far this year. So I'm sort mm. of thinking I'm going to go for points and, that's and it, go mate. drinky here. And, and, and that allows you to. Well, mate, you're doing the same with drinky as I'm doing with Nico Hines this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I've already got Hines, so that's yeah. my thinking. In yeah, your mate, I. Did a big teams analysis. Uh, the team's dropping this afternoon. It's up on the website now. If anyone wants to look at that one, probably don't. And, mate, I was trying to find reasons to not go with Scotty Drinkwater. And I was like, I thought he had a really hard draw. And there are the tougher games coming out with Melbourne and Penrith. But the next two weeks, as you said, Knights into Tigers. I was like, oh, geez, they look all right. Neg 21 break even. And then I was like, oh, it doesn't play around 13. Shit, he plays around 13. I'm like... It's a pretty good case, isn't oh, well, it? Well, mate, mate, as you said, minus three on breaking, he's, he's already 600K right now. Mm. Like, I, I've had a lot of people message me and say, oh, I'm going to wait till the buy to get drink water. You're going to no. be paying out your fucking yeah. nose to get and, drink water. And I water don't think he'll be day. worth it then. Yeah. Plus, following games against Melbourne and Penrith, in all likelihood, he probably doesn't score that well. And they could have that huge break even set to plummet cash. So it's like, 
I do think it's it's pretty close to now or never with Scotty Drinkwater. Um, yeah, I think he's a great buy this week. Uh, I, I'd look elsewhere at 5'8", because I still think he's a rung below. He's got real low scores in him, yep. Scotty. But to be fair, that's been in worse Cowboys teams. So if they can continue the form that they're showing the cows, but there's no reason why Drinky can't keep carving up. So My, my other line of thinking with Drinky is that we get to round 13. A lot of the big guns are missing, obviously. He plays the first game of the weekend. You've got a free shot at your VC and captain. He plays the mm. Titans on the Thursday night. So he's a guy that I would definitely be VCing in that game. He'd be a real pod play that I, I think if people don't buy him this week, they're not going to buy him because he's going to skyrocket before people realise. Yeah, I, I probably should have shut up about this a while ago because oh, I'm mate, very I, I like that. Yeah, but you've I don't you, like you, them you, knowing yeah, about yeah, it. That's you've been looking thing. a long way ahead here. I it? have, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've, been yeah. Doing, I've been going deep. I've also got drinking my draft team, so I've watched him very closely. <laughs> I, I genuinely think the Cowboys are the real fucking deal now. Mm. Um, I, I don't think they'll beat Melbourne or they'll beat Penrith. But I think they'll hang in the contest there. I think they'll do well. So The other thing is, because by that point, round 11, another two weeks from now, Squads are going to be quite deep, so barring injury suspensions, which you know inevitably can happen, we've got a pretty good bench to choose from. And there's often that you know one or two players uh, this week that might be like the, the likes of a Taff or a Will Penasini or someone like that who who aren't actually in your team. Who you know, if you're that terrified to play Drinky V Penrith or the Storm, you can do it if you want. Like it's not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. And mate, once again, I, I look at that round thirteen. I look at the guys that are going to be out. You got the Titans playing the Cowboys, Penrith, Bulldogs, Manly, New Zealand, Canberra, mm. Roosters. Mate, there's a really good chance that Drinky will be the top scorer that weekend. Yeah, could be a cheeky little uh, your your. Well, he could be a path to Tommy Turbo post round thirteen. That's as well. the other thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think there's a really good chance he makes enough money um, that he will be. So yeah, that was a good little chat about cheapies that turned into. <laughs> Premium, premium five eight four seven or eight minutes. That was good, uh, mate. Should we dive into? So, have you got any more cheapies you want to touch on, or can? Um, mate, no, no, no one else to touch on there. That was the, just finishing up on Tamari Martin. I just think again, we've spoken a fair bit about it in the part the last few weeks, but I think his job security is pretty good. Hey, we've spoken about how classy he looks. They need a five eight. The Broncos, uh, he could easily wrap up the fullback spot. Tessie News at Hammy and still a little bit away. So where they opt to keep him there. I just think at 200k, he's got a good score in his three-round rolling average now from last week. Um, I like Tamari Martin. He, he'll be in that team somewhere. Yep. If Tessie comes back, he will be the 5'8 for sure for me. He's just too silky. Mm. He's too classy not to be in that side. All right, first question. <laughs> Love talking about drink water. Uh, I'll throw, this is, I, I shouldn't have probably asked this one. This one comes from at K Optimal Fitness. Ride the Taft price wave or move to drink water. Planning for 13. You know what I'm doing. Have I convinced you? You haven't because what am I doing? I'm getting at 5'8", I brought Cody Walker last week and I'm going down from Ilias to Tamari to free up cash to go Taff to Nico Hines. Yep. But the question is the same sort of line of thinking, isn't it? Yep. Um, so, yeah, look, I'd be pretty hypocritical if I said no to that, wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. Finish out. No, that's fine. I probably should have known. And, and I mean, coming. just on Taff, break even of 10, 300K, he has a 21 from two weeks ago that will drop out of his rolling average this week. Game against the Broncos this week at home. So, you know, if even he punches out 50-odd punches there, there's a fair bit of money still to be made in. Yeah. Like, that that 10 break even is a little bit misleading. So, put it this way, if you're trading this week, fully expect him that he could hit 450k in three weeks' time where people are selling him for more money, but that's the sacrifice we make for points. Yeah. Okay. 
Next one comes from at Riley Hodgson. What's to do with Jai Arrow? I'm not a Jai Arrow owner. I believe you are. Mm. Yeah. Well, what's what's doing with Jai? Yeah, I've had Arrow <coughs> since round one, and he's done a very solid job, uh, averaging 55 points, 64 minutes per game. Played 80 on the weekend, which was mad, but also had his second lowest score for the season, which is just another supercoach lesson that minutes don't always translate into more points because uh, you know output points per minute often drop the longer blokes go. Um, as for Arrow, he's a trade before round 13 because the Bunnies don't play it. He'll have origin duty, so won't be available round 17. He's not a keeper. Uh, as I said, he's been a rock-solid player so far, but as I said, like, he's not in the elite players of Supercoach. He's, he's, he's been good, but you know there are so many better players. But with, with guys like Max King, Josh King, Peking Price, Chris Randall, a few others out there, Will Penasini's, they're way more urgent trades. So just, um, you know, if your team, see how your team's set up, but I'd hold him for another two or three weeks. He'll do a job and then move him on from there before round 13. Just looking at his stats, geez, a try wouldn't have gone astray, would it? Well, <laughs> that, was, um, that was one of my big logics with him at the start of the season. Moving to the edge, I'm going, yeah, his output will be down a little bit, but... In this Bunnies team, like attacking stats have to come. He's playing outside Cody Walker, for God's sake. It just can't jag a thing, can he? I'm like, so that 55 average, I thought with a few attacking stats would be 65, 70. They just don't want to come. Mate, the next one comes from at Harry G. And there was a number of questions on this guy, Ruben Cotter, one of my favourites at the moment. I don't have him in my team solely because I just don't trust the Cowboys' rotation, and I don't trust what Todd's going to do week to week. He's, he's on a winning ticket, there's no doubt about it. But him changing his forward pack hasn't really changed. We're still seeing different minutes and whatnot. Um, Ruben played 80 minutes on the weekend. He base-statted 75. <laughs> Immense. Incredible. Dallas Johnson, 2.0. Yeah, good going. Um, <sighs> played 80 minutes was the big thing. It's like we know... Yep. We speak about, I just mentioned how some players play bigger minutes and their work rates drop. Cotter's just continues the whole way through. So, and the fact that his dual second row forward hooker is massive as well because people are looking at who to move uh, Randall onto and there aren't a lot of great hooking options outside of Harry Grant. And, you know, Cookie maybe, but again, there's the origin issue and whatnot. Cotter just fits that billing so perfectly. If we knew he was playing 80 every week, he'd be locked and loaded. But the weeks prior to that, 56, 51, 49, 56, 59 minutes. Around that game time, I think at 482K, I think the ship, the ship has sailed. And it's like, yeah. We then look at Origin where there's every chance he gets a bench spot there and won't play around 13. His break-even's 39. So you can have a look at him and his minutes this week. Like, you don't need to look at him. We know what he's going to do. He's going to yep. go there and bust through a lot of tackles and runs and probably make a line break, whatever. But just want to see his minutes this week. So he won't make too much money, even if he goes big. I'm waiting another week, and then I'll probably move Randall to him next week if he plays, you know, 60-plus. Mate, in a weird way, uh, he's actually been named to start this week. That almost worries me yeah. more. That means he's set for a 35-minute bench roll. That's, yeah, that's yeah, and this is what exactly what I'm talking about. I'm so glad. Like, I loved him. Spoke about him all preseason. I remember on draft, like, all my mates were shocked when someone else drafted him, and I just went, it's a headache I can't do. Yeah, I love him, but I just I can't do it. Um, mate, our next question. Love this one. From Nick A. Pick two. Hines, Walker, Munster. Mm. Awesome question. Uh 
purely on like where we think who will average more for the rest of the season, I'm going Munster, Nico, Cody. I wouldn't say comfortably, but I'll be happy with my choice. Yep. But Supercoach is all about value and getting people at price points, isn't it? And, and Cody's the cheapest of them. He's about to make a lot of money. He's a proven keeper, which if we've learned anything this season, it's that give blokes the benefit of the doubt after a few lean weeks if they've got years of points behind them, which Cody Walker does. I had the Munster v Walker question last week and thankfully went with Walker. Punched out nearly a ton. Munster was 70-odd. Um, as far as price points go, I like Cody Walker. Um, unlikely to play Origin, barring injuries. Anything could change from there. So I like that about him. Hopefully around 17 coverage. Munster's every chance at getting rests over Origin. Yep. Um, particularly early spells in games when they're ahead. So at the price points, I'm probably going Walker, Hines, and then just behind Munster. Um, let's say you're flushed with cash, just get Munster because he's the best of them. But, yeah. you know, it, it, that's not how Supercoach works. It's a tough one because in 10 weeks, if we were to put this question up again and look back at it, we'll know exactly what the right mm. choice was, pending who plays and whatnot. Uh, it's a tough one. I, I'm leaving Cody Walker. I considered him last week. I left him and... Mate, it was, a, it was a tough watch, but from being a Cody Walker and in draft, I will say this about Walker, he's a great player. He has to do a lot to get his super coach points. He has to do mm. a heap to get them. Whereas Munster and Hines, they yeah. just seem to stack up points left, right and centre. But you're right, it's the value argument that matters when it comes yeah, to Walker. But, and let's also be realistic. Cody, who hadn't been very impressive this season, he had a 10-point game against the Dragons a month back, followed it by 44 against the Dogs. 99 was comfortably his best score of the season ahead of his 77 the week before. He needed 12 blokes against him to do that. And he, and he scored about 67 of those points in a 10-minute period. Yeah, so, yeah. which is the flip side. It's like, we know what he can do. Yes, so exactly, lethal. yeah. Um, the penny hasn't dropped for the Bunnies or Cody Walker yet this season. I want to be there. Well, I am going to be there, hopefully, when it does. But if it doesn't happen, there's, you know... There's no promise that Cody Walker comes out and averages 70 plus for the rest of the season. So it, it's a friggin' tough question, that one. Yeah, and we know what Cody can do, but we also know that Souths aren't an 80 minute side. Yeah. And that's why, yeah, that's why I've decided to leave him. Could come back and bite me in the ass, but uh, I'm going to leave him for now. Uh, the next one comes from at Caleb Murray. Cheers to all the legends that have sent these questions through. There was an absolute heap there. We can only answer so many, though. Adam Fanua Blake moving forward. Uh, Disappointing, underwhelming, would you describe AFB so far this year? Yeah, disappointing. He's been pretty good NRL at times, particularly the first part of the season. Uh, particularly because we sort of made a few assumptions early on or in the preseason that if he got decent minutes, you know, 55 to 60, that there should be improvement on him um, based on sort of playing lesser minutes in the past. He's basically a carbon super coach copy. Uh, in terms of his credentials as Jai Arrow in that on a normal week, you'd be saying sell. There are way better options uh, to go for. But aside from his 27 last week, he's been solid enough. He's doing a job and he plays round 13. For that reason alone, I'd just plug him at front row until round 13 and take his points there and sell him on at round 14. That being said, you know, if he's your ticket to an Isaiah Papali'i or someone, then go, go on and do it. But... I'd be happy just to slot him in there until round 13, but, you know, it, it's, it's a tough one because he hasn't been great. Another one that I'm very surprised hasn't come up with a try yet. Any creative stats Not a try. All. He'll often jag, not often, but, 
you know, after eight rounds of action, maybe a try assist off an offload later yep. line or a tip on or something. None of that, which is another reason to suggest he's just one of them away from turning his 52 that he's averaging into a 75 or something. So, yeah. Mate, the next one, uh, at Joel Fraser. I think this is a really interesting one. He says, Aitken or Angus? As an Aitken owner, I've had him all year. Was very happy on the weekend with a 100-plus score. Uh, Angus, very impressive. Bounced back on the weekend. I still don't know if I trust him just stay as a second rower or foreseeable future with the way the Chooks are going. I wouldn't be surprised if Robbo does make more changes. He's also obvious what we assume. He's going to play Origin. So whilst Angus is the better pedigree supercoach player, I think I prefer Aitken. But I've got to ask, has the ship sailed a little bit on Aitken? Yeah, I think so. Like Aitken owners would be happy with him. Yeah. Another that plays around 13, new beauty, but... He's averaging 63 this season. You've just been waiting all this season for, for that big score, haven't you? And you've yep. finally got it. He had a 94 a month back, but aside from that, he's been all between 44 and 61 points. So solid, but like also not sort of keeper, sol- uh, keeper territory. Um, as far as the question goes, like if I'm a head-to-head player, I'd probably get Angus Crichton because you're not really worried about round 13, which you and I can play as Angus Crichton won't. Three 80-minute games in a row, Crichton played arguably his best game of the season on the weekend, 80 points, 60 in base, huge. But as you said, on any given week, he could drop back to the bench. I just think that come origin period, because they do have a fair bit of depth in their pack, particularly their back row, there's every chance they're backing up from origin or in any given week there, he comes off the bench and goes back to that 50. Well, there were two weeks he played 36 and 35 minutes. Yeah. Um, whereas at least with Aitken, you know, I mean, even with Torhu coming back, I think he probably stays in that 80-minute role. So he's just so much more secure. Um, Crichton, yeah, I mean, it's a great question because Crichton is a way better super coach player than you and Aitken, but he's not as safe, is he? Yeah. Would you? Is there someone that you would suggest to this young bloke to go over these two? Is there is, is there is there an obvious one for you that you would look <laughs> To move, like obviously iPad would be mm. the ideal if he's got the money uh, in the kitty. But is there anyone? I know I'm putting you on the spot. Is there anyone in the same sort of realm of price range that you would look at? I think like Olakuatu's six twenty k. So there's only sixty k more uh, if you'd like to get him into your team. Pending how his side is working, Jason Tamalolo again plays round thirteen. Is getting back to where where we want him to be in Supercoach circles and looks. Not a must-have for round 13, but we'll be pretty close to it by then. Um, if you can flip him, and particularly, you can get him at second row, but his value is at front row in a pretty weak position, particularly with Payne Haas now out for anyone looking to move him on. So I think Payne Haas is a good option. Um, but yeah, if he's a non-Olakawatu owner, I think that's the answer. Uh, just not, not a question, but we talked about him last week, Josh Maguire. If you moved to him, you got exactly what you deserved, didn't you? <laughs> Good, but not fantastic, but this is what you're going to get every single yeah, week. From yeah, look, we tried to warm people. And as you said, he scored 50. Like, it's not like it was the end of the world. It wasn't a disaster, but... Yeah, but it just... 50 is not hard to come by in your two RFs for almost 500k. Exactly right. It's one of them things where like, if he'd played a stack of games off the bench and he was 350k, you'd jump on, bank the one, 50, 200k, but 470k, not cheap. Yeah, mate, let's have a look at our captains for this weekend. Uh, I went Pappy last week. Somehow he got 
all of the unicorn points oh. in the world. I don't know how on all earth that, that uh, the Supercoach Gods and News Corp were able to dish up for Pappy Captainers. It was incredible. Uh, mate, let's have a look at this week. Uh, obviously, you've got Nathan Cleary. He's taking on the Parramatta Eels. Not ideal, uh, but not a train wreck either. The Parramatta mm. and Eels, no stranger to conceding a heap of fucking points. Uh, you've got Turbo walking in against the West Tigers if you were to grab him this week. Teddy, off the back of 100, taking on the Gold Coast Titans. Um, yeah, I don't know if I could do it. But it's got to be Pappy, doesn't it? Taking on the I think it's got to be Pappy, yeah. It'll be Pappy for me. The other option is, you know, do you maybe go, if you want to be a little bit more left field, you know, VC, Teddy into Nico Hines. I know he's coming off a, you know, well, it was a 68, so that's all right. But coming off a semi-lean spell by his standards at the start of the year, but... The Sharkies, I think they played three games in 11 days or something. Yeah, so something ridiculous. They, yeah. they, they had a down week coming. They now get a good, uh, something like a nine or ten day turnaround between games against the Warriors who are in all sorts. It's at Points Bet Stadium in Cronulla there. So, mate, Nico could go big in that one, and I don't hate that. But I'm not one to take a big gamble with captains. I'm, I'm conservative in a lot of ways to my super coach approach because I think people take risks for no reason just to be Larry, which is cool. Yeah. Um, each to their own. But... Mate, Pappy, you can just t- see him coming out and getting 200 and those non-captains sitting there going, like, why wouldn't we? The bloke's averaging 98 points. A fullback in a gun team, goal mm. kicking. He's a handy goal kicker too. Uh, mate, even I, knowing that I'm going to have drink water this week, I just looked at the Cowboys at home against the Knights and thought, oh, <laughs> maybe I'll VC. But then I thought to myself, what on earth is drink water going to have to get for me to turn down a Pappy? See, realistically, that's the yeah. like you would have to go 150. And it's a good point you make when you're looking at your vice captains on a week where you're looking at Pappy going every chance he goes 150. So your vice captain can't really be. I know people captain like your even your Harry Grant or your Payne Hasses or to a probably slightly less degree, David Fafidas when he was in touch before you know Pappy takes on a Dragons or Cleary takes on a Titans on a given week or something. And it's like to warrant doing that, they have to go, you know, 150 plus. So when you're picking your vice captains, when there's a gun captaincy matchup, it has to be one of the real high upside, outside backs, halves, maybe a centre wing sort of thing. So um, just consider that. It just, it's pappy or nothing this week, yeah. I think, All for board. me. Mate, uh, that'll do us for today. Uh, guys, as I've said from the start, if you're not following the Supercoach Playbook on all socials and their podcasts, make sure you get stuck into their gear. Uh, the very best Supercoach content uh, in the Supercoach game. Uh, podcast, YouTube, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Make sure Monday you get your paws on one of these bad boys. They are unreal. Bloke jerseys coming Monday, 6 p.m. Make sure you stay alert for those. There is limited number on those, so make sure you get in very quickly. $99 value there is unreal. Have you seen how much an NRL jersey costs you nowadays? Mate, thousands. It is ridiculous. What are they sting you? 160 of the best. Jesus. It's a stitch up. Yeah. $99 for that. It is unreal. Guys, thanks again for joining us on Beers and Breakevens. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, all the good stuff for us. We're lifting those subscribers every single week. And uh, tell your mates to play Supercoach to come over. We've got two 1,000, top 1,000 <laughs> players here. We've got four of the top 10. We've got Maddie. We've got it all here. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 